0: Welcome, you're now listening to Get Out of Your Own Way Podcast. This is episode 30. I'm your host, Tim Davidson. Episode 30. In a way, it's a bit of a milestone episode. And it feels like every 10 episodes I hit, it's going to feel that way (laughs) for some reason. But I continue to get the feedback and I appreciate everybody who listens. Thank you very much, especially if you are participating in any, any way, shape or form, whether if you are personally contacting me or if you're sending any sorts of uh, messages and what have you, thank you. And I'm gonna continue to thank everybody and I'm gonna continue to give everybody some shine one way or the other. So I appreciate it, whether it be negative feedback or positive And I don't even really want, to be honest, I don't even want to say negative and negative or positive. If your views are different than mine, I totally embrace that and respect it. And I encourage it. If you if you think or feel differently than anything that I'm saying in particular because this is just from one person's view being me covering certain topics that I'm talking about from week to week. And so with that said, last week, I talked about single versus married. And what's the better way to go about life? Being single or being married? Which one? (laughs) And this first person who really grabbed my attention as I was reading some comments from said episode, and this person said, quote, I would say there are less than than 30 percent of people in the world who are capable of making a marriage work in quote. And I actually will read that one more time. This person said, I would say there are less than 30 percent of people in the world who are capable of making a marriage work. Now, that is. A a almost startling number. Now, with that said, I am inclined to half heartedly agree with this person. I would say even three fourths agree with that person because the amount of people who get married don't really know what they're getting themselves into. And I can say that from as a person who's never been married, but I know for sure just by. Talking to people who have been married, such as my immediate family who've had failed marriages, not my not in my entire immediate family, but uh, my folks, for example, my sister, and people go into marriage, not really understanding what is really getting ready to take place. Are you really ready to Spend the rest of your life, which is the goal, with said person. And the sacrifices that come along with that. A lot of people who are, quote unquote, just young and dumb, who get married, you don't, you never, you haven't really experienced enough life yet to really know what you're getting yourself into. And that's why people, and some people just tend to grow apart. If you get married at a young age, let's say if you married a high school sweetheart, you marry this person, let's say at the age of 20, 21. You're you're now in college, maybe fresh out of college, maybe got your your associates or bat, bachelors, maybe even a master's degree. Maybe you didn't go to college at all. You just got your high school diploma, and you're off to the races in, in 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 the in the world of employment. Maybe that's maybe that's the case, but What I've come to find out, and even a best friend of mine who was with somebody for 10 years total, he was with somebody for 10 years, four of them was marriage before he ultimately got a divorce. And I can see as clear as day what was going on with them is that this person, they grew apart. They grew apart, man, like you don't really know. It's amazing how you can marry somebody and you're still discovering who they are because really you never stop evolving as a person. You're not supposed to, you're supposed to continuously grow. You're supposed to continuously improve as a person. That's what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to constantly be growing as individuals. And a lot of people don't understand that. But if you take that mindset into the marriage, From before you say, I do with a particular person, you will know that, okay, with that will come some challenges inevitably. So you're better off knowing that and telling each other that, like, okay, like, it's very possible that you and I are going to have obstacles that we have to overcome together because we are going to be growing. together yet separately at the same time as individuals. So it's like separately and individually, you're going to be growing inside of a marriage. And a lot of people that are very young and get married at a young age, eight times out of 10 don't have that conversation. They don't realize that they don't recognize that. And that's why I said majority of what this person commented on is accurate and I agree with because yeah, I mean, it's, it's startling how many people find out something new about their spouse that could be shocking, could be alarming that they didn't know previously before they exchanged vows. And that's a scary thought. I mean, just finding something, it it doesn't have to be anything alarming But if it's something simple, it's like, okay, why didn't I know that my husband likes to sleep on the right side of the bed? Why didn't I know that my husband has a bowl on his back? Why didn't I know that my wife prefers broccoli over corn. I mean, just, it it could be the simplest of things. It could be the simplest of things like, and you can feel just stupid about it in a way like, wow, like, okay, I, I felt like I should have known that just something small and simple. I felt like I should have known that, you know, but the fact of the matter is I can say comfortably that to throw a number out of there, I would say about seven out of 10 marriages, you did that one spouse discovers something about their significant other that they didn't know. And it could be something simple, as I just mentioned, uh, the, uh, as far as those examples are concerned. And one more before I get on to this current episode. Quote, life is so much less complicated if you keep to yourself. Excuse me, if you keep to yourself going separate ways is inevitable, end quote. And that's exactly what I talked about last week as far as the it's all temporary episode and covering that in, de- in full detail because life is temporary. And here's the deal. You have to embrace that, every, that we're, as people, we're only here for a short while. We're only here for a short while. What you have to weigh in on is it worth it to go through life with somebody who you feel is special to you? Or do you think there's, or do you believe that you would have to sacrifice too much for said person? And as I also mentioned, and I want to reiterate that I truly believe that a lot of people know better than to get married. A lot of people know better they know it's not for them. there's a lot of people who know that who feel that, and there's always that what if they're with that person though because the people who feel that way are people who've never been married there's there there are some. Who turn around and say, I should have known better. I thought I would try it anyway. Marriage more specifically, but I knew that it wasn't for me. So you got some people who do say that after they've been married, but for the most part, people like me who are single, who've never been married, they know if they desire marriage or if it's really not for them. Because a whole lot goes into it. A whole lot. It's quite the weight that you have to carry and understand. Like I said, mostly it comes down to sacrifice. That's what it comes down to is sacrificing and giving to your partner, your significant other, your spouse. That's what it comes down to. And you have to have that long look in the mirror and know and feel like, okay, is this person worth it to me? Are they worth the sacrifice? And you have to feel it. You have to feel it, not just know it and sense it, but you have to really feel it in your spirit, in your heart. You really do with every fiber of your being to give yourself a chance to make it the long haul with that person. Like I said, the goal is till death do you part. That's the goal. And to give yourself that best chance of making it that far. These are the things that need to be understood. Now, moving on to episode 30. Why men are more visual than women. Men more visual than women. And what does that mean exactly? Well, just from the physical standpoint, men have a tendency to be more visual than women. Not that women don't like a good-looking man. Not that they don't like that uh as far as what they see. Not that they don't they don't need to be attracted to a man, no. But more often than not, even though there are exceptions, here's the here's the reason behind why men are more visual dominant than women. Why they are really looking for a woman who is attracted to them, you know, whether that be nice eyes, pretty smile, nice lips, nice legs, nice butt, whatever it is that whatever it is that a man particularly has an eye has an eye for. Excuse me. But this is why. And the consensus, in, as we know, and you should know if you're old enough, is that when it comes to men strain, it happens more often than women strain. Because men really can, have, can be in a good relationship. They can be in a good relationship, not have anything going wrong necessarily. Um, but men still have a tendency to want to step out on his on his woman on his girl because he sees somebody else who has really caught his eye and that's it like a a man can simply stray just by seeing a beautiful woman that maybe he works with maybe he goes to school with maybe um, he knows through a friend and whatever the case may be but there's been many of males that I've talked to known stories of and um, have been in that said situation where they're, they're in a good relationship. They don't have any problems per se at home or whatever, but they see an opportunity to present itself. Simply put just an opportunity to lay down with a beautiful or an attractive woman and they take the bait. That is a fine example of men just being driven towards the looks of a female. You, they really don't have anything else. You don't have anything else. Now, there are women who do stray on their own, but the percentage is very lopsided. Well, usually a woman has to feel scorned in some sort of way or neglected before she'll act. That's just, that's just not really a part of femaleness, in the lack of a better term. That's just not a part of a, a, a female's DNA. If she's in a good relationship, has a good man that's attentive, that's good to her, that's not abusive, that takes care of her, that makes her feel um, warm and secure, a woman is not going to stray. A woman's just not going to do that more often than not. It's a very, very low percent that a woman in that situation will decide to just up and leave, said man. That is like that is like a 1 out of 10 shot, maybe 2 the most. You know, but if a man has all his bases covered and he's taking care of said woman, that's just not going to happen. Now, with that said, what can happen is a woman can have certain people in her ear or be surrounded by certain individuals, whether that be coworkers, colleagues uh, students etc and you can be sharing all this with a particular person of everything your your spouse does for you, and how you feel so blessed and you feel so cherished but if another person is, is like, ooh, girl, watch this. Not only do I get all that that you mentioned, but I also get roses on Wednesdays. I get lilies on Fridays. I get dinner Saturday night. I get back rubs Sunday night. Except And then the next thing you know, when somebody is putting that extra in a woman's ear, then suddenly she starts to think. Like, you know what? I think my guy is kind of half stepping on me even though he's doing a b c d e all the way through z i feel like i'm missing something though and that is that right there is something that i myself can really relate to yeah because i've been in that kind of situation before where it's like oh i know i'm with a good man but i really what i really want is a great man so there, those, type of, those type of situations do exist. When you have a faithful man, when you have a man who's taking care of you, that's making you feel warm. That's making you feel secure. That's making you feel loved and cherished, but it's still not good enough. Mm, mm. Yeah, that hits pretty close to home. I've been there. I've been in that situation with a woman before. You know, so I know that exists. I can speak from experience because as I start, I can sense how some women listening being like, no way, like no way, no way. No, how will that ever happen? Yes, it happens. It's not often, but it happens. And I'm speaking from experience. But to kind of get back to what I was saying, as far as men being visual, uh, it's simply put, it's just kind of like uh, it's just it's just a part of maleness. As I talked about femaleness earlier, that just goes along with a man's DNA of being visually stimulated from a woman. That kind of comes along with 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 who we are as males, That's just in us. Like we we are looking for that eye candy, if you will. Not that that's the most important thing, because a woman still has to have boxes checked herself, just as a man does for her. But it's so simple if men aren't careful, it's so simple to be mesmerized by what a female looks like, you know, having having a nice figure, bright eyes, beautiful smile, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's so easy for us to be mesmerized and hypnotized by that that we can find ourselves getting caught and trapped in a situation that could be disastrous. So we really have to keep that under control as far as that is concerned, because that comes along with the territory of being a guy. And and I'll tell it to anybody. I don't care. I don't care what it is, who it is. It's like you can have a beautiful woman. I've had my fair share in my life. And I say that modestly. I've had my fair share of attractive females in my life. But even with that, I've come to be a homebody. Because if I'm out and about with a woman who's attractive and I can notice guys looking at her who with these particular females who I've dated and gone out with. And I'll notice if I go to a restaurant that there are there'll be other males in the room who look at her and me myself noticing the other attractive women who might be all around me. And, you know, and I'm just and I can see that just just with my peripherals, you know, and you kind of feel that pressure as a male. You kind of feel that like, uh, man, there's a lot of nice look looking ladies in here, but you want to stay. You want to do the best that you can to stay focused on yours and don't come off as disrespectful in any sort of way. You know, as far as breaking your neck and turning and looking and all that, it's like, obviously, you know when you're in the presence of a lot of attractive women. More, I mean, you, that pretty much is going to happen every single time if you're an outgoing person and you like going to the likes of a restaurant, a bar, a club, etc. you're always going to be surrounded by attractive females. That's that's going that's just that's inevitable. And the other way around. But as I mentioned before, women are significantly less likely to have a man who's not hers catch her catch her attention unless he is not treating her right. He is not being good to her. That is about the only time that realistically is going to happen where a woman has her eyes open and suddenly she's looking around the room for somebody else. That's about it. But us males, we don't need that extra. I mean, we could be in a good situation, but we always kind of have our eyes in the back of our head still. It's an ongoing struggle. It's just a part of being a guy. You know, it's like you, 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 you you're always going to recognize and realize and appreciate, if you will, other beautiful women in the world, you know, but the key is, is, is to keep it under control and to know that if you're in something good, don't do anything to, to screw that up. It's like, don't even risk it. It's not even worth it. And if you feel that way, that that's too much pressure for you, then you have no business being in a monogamous relationship to begin with. Because all that's going to do is just make you act eventually. Now, as I mentioned earlier, I'm the type of person to be a homebody. I've been a homebody for several years. And it's nice If you somehow are able to find a person who also doesn't really like going out a lot. If you can find a woman who's attractive to you and you guys got a lot in common, you have a good relationship and you don't have to go out much, that 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 makes things that much better. Because if you are if you're in a situation where you have to appease who you're with because they're outgoing and you constantly have to find yourself in outgoing situations a lot. And you know that you struggle keeping your eyes on your partner. Y'all probably don't need to be going out much. Or better yet, you probably don't need to be, you're probably not ready to settle down, period. If, it, if it's that bad, if it's to that extreme then more than likely it's not a, it's not a, it's not a good idea if you feel like you still got a little buckwild syndrome so to speak and you kind of like a little kid in a candy shop or a kid on christmas morning that that feeling when you get around a bunch of the opposite sex you know like if you feel that way then just stay single then you kind of are relieved of that pressure but that's going to wrap up today's episode um, I did the best I can to kind of break it down and give anybody insight now for, for, my, for my fellow males they're going to understand they're, they're, they're going to understand what, what I mean by that it's like, it's like only really males get it but females who might still be a little like man, eh, that's weird J- just take it in stride as in that's just kind of a part of a male's DNA where as far as being so super visual and anybody who's been through what I've been through, you know, that to be factual, that when it comes to a man who is, um, and who has cheated on you, you, you can't look back and be like, I don't even, there's a lot of questions. like, why women will be like, why? I don't get it. I don't get it. You know, I cook, I clean, you know, um, uh, um, uh, he gets plenty of love. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So why is it possible? That that that's it. That that's it. I mean, like, that's all it takes is 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 an attractive woman to catch your man's eye, or the, whoever you're with, and yeah, you know that that just that really tells the story as a whole right then and there. That really truly does. Yo, know, but please, please send your comments, your feedback. If you see things differently or if you have any questions of your own, I any please and I, I would love to see it. I would love to comment on it and come back at you immediately. But um, again, that wraps up episode 30, y'all episode 30. Um, next week. I will be talking about. Making a relationship stick So that will be 31. I look forward to bringing that to everybody. Take care. God bless. And I'll see you next week.